0: This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.
1: Wow. It's, it's dark. Well, let's let's have, have some light on, on, on this subject. Light. <laughs> I just play Doctor Online. Niagara Falls. Uh, Odd way to start the story, uh, the show. Um, Niagara Falls. I I was thinking this the other day because, well, I'll get to it. Uh, Have you guys, are you aware that there used to be this form of entertainment called vaudeville? Have you ever heard of that? Some of you might be pretty young and might not remember it. Uh, It's before my time, and I'm old, Uh, so that's how far back it goes. Actually, it's uh, like the late 1800s through the 1930s. Vaudeville was a was a thing, and what it was was essentially, uh, uh, if you remember, if you're old enough to remember the Carol Burnett show, uh, the variety shows, the variety television programs that there was, and I, I think I talked some about that last week. Mentioned some. Variety show stuff. So it was Carol Burnett, and there was John Johnny Cash had a variety show. Glenn Campbell had one. Tom Jones had a variety show. Flip Wilson had a variety show. There was there were a lot of variety shows in the seventies, late sixties into the seventies, uh, and it what vaudeville was was sort of that kind of thing because it was um, uh, it was uh, uh, um, uh, a stage show in theaters around the country. There'd be theaters where. A variety of acts would go on and do stuff. There'd be animal acts. There'd be um, comic, you know, comedians or comic routines, one-act plays, acrobat acts, uh, stuff of all sorts of entertaining nature. Singers, storytellers, anything like that, uh, and people would go to see them. And there would be these old comedy routines from way back in those days and Niagara Falls is one of them. Uh, it's it's been known by other names. Uh, it's known as uh, the Stranger with a Kind Face routine, uh, it's been called Martha, uh, Pokemoko. but Niagara Falls seems to be the one that I remembered the most. But uh, I think when I first saw the routine it must have been on a, a rerun of *I Love Lucy*, and I believe the routine was called *Martha*. in that one, uh, the story of this routine is um, two fellows meet, and they they pass each other. Maybe they bump each other. I think, and uh, and the fellow says, "Oh, excuse me, pal," and the other guy says. Pal? Did you call me Pal? Why, I haven't been called Pal in uh, many a years. And he starts telling this story of woe, about how he was a happily married man until some fellow came and, and stole his wife from him. And then he hunted them down, and, and he found them in Niagara Falls. Now, that's the Three Stooges, and Abbott and Costello did the Niagara Falls version of it. And I will link to, uh, there's a... Uh, uh, Three Stooges v- video on the YouTube. I'll link to that so you can check it out. And so the guy that's telling the story, he he, it, it turns out that every time he hears the phrase Niagara Falls, it just, you know, it just wells up this violence inside him. He sees red, and and the and it's and he he you know he somehow the stranger with the kind face uh, gets duped into saying Niagara Falls. And that sets off the guy, and he'll and he just he you know, he says he repeats it back. He says Niagara Falls. Slowly I turn, step by step, inch by inch, as he walks up to the guy and then beats the crap out of him. And it's funny. And it, the routine happens for a while, uh, and so I'll, I'll show that. But why was I thinking of that? Um, there's a reason that it came up. This past Monday, and I'm sure that. Everybody listening to this show has had moments like this. Uh, I have a feeling that this is a pretty common thing. You know, we live busy lives, right? We've got stuff that we've got to do. And uh, Monday, I do my eight-hour job during the day, uh, get done at five or so, and then I uh, make a quick dash home to you know say hello to the wife and the kid, and uh, and then I say, well, you know, get the, you know instead of driving my van, I I, I drive the car, because I don't like driving the van at night, Very, well. I'd rather drive the car. A little better mileage, and it's just a better vehicle, and and it's nicer, it's newer, it's nicer, I like it. So, uh, grab the car, and head out, on, on Monday nights, I check a couple of buildings for the janitorial service that I work for, It's uh, I'm the manager during the day, and I clean a couple of buildings during the week, uh, two nights a week, and then one night a week, I check on buildings. And, uh, so Monday's the night I check on some. And, um, so I go out and I do that and take care of that stuff. And then I realize, well, after I finish checking the building, I got to go, uh, to the supermarket, uh, get some groceries and pick up a couple of gift cards. Uh, we, I get every Christmas, uh, Amy and I give my parents, uh, gift cards, one to a restaurant and one to, uh, a bookstore, just you know, just do, we just do that. That's their, their presence each year, so they can get what they want. And uh, uh, so I decided to pick them up at the store. So I do that, and I, you know, pack everything up, and I come home, and I get the car in the garage, and it had snowed a little bit. And so at the foot of the driveway, there's a bit of a buildup of some slushy snow that was beginning to freeze up a little, and I thought, yeah, gosh, you know, I better shovel that, so... Before I even go into the house, I grabbed a shovel and I start shoveling off that stuff and I get it smoothed out as best I can. I didn't get it all taken out, but I smoothed it out as best I can. It makes for easier entering into the driveway kind of thing. So it's something you got to do. There's a local radio host guy, that, uh, a talk radio host guy, that calls it space management. In winter, you got to manage your space. If you don't shovel it, you, you might lose it for the winter. Uh, so you gotta stay on top of this kind of stuff so that's what I was trying, attempting to do so then finally I'm done doing that that takes 10 or 15 minutes to do that and then finally I can grab the groceries out of the car it's just one bag's worth and I go in the house and I'm uh, I'm almost I'm, I'm almost I'm gonna you know I'm almost gonna be able to be done and sit down and watch a little TV and talk with Amy and just you know hang out just uh, I'm almost done and so I've Take putting stuff, I even tell Amy when I got in, I got the card, you know, gift cards for mom and dad, and I got some, picked up some stuff for other things, and she's all oh, good, you know, that's nice, and, and whatever, and so I look in the bag, and I can't find the gift cards. Oh. oh, oh, maybe they're in my pockets of my coat, because I remember the cashier handed the cards to me, after she rung them up. So maybe I just put them in my coat pocket and I didn't bag them up. So I find the coat and I go through every pocket in there. Nope. Check the pockets of my pants. Nope. And I went, oh, God damn it. And son of a bitch. And Amy's saying, what? What? What's What happened? And I said, I think I left the cards at the store. Oh... And so she says, uh, "You know, I said yeah, I've got to go back. God damn it!" And she says, "Well, you can call. Why don't you call first? And make sure that they have them." And I said, "Well, I, said, I don't know the number." She says, "Well, check the receipt. The number should be on the receipt." And oh, my wife is so smart. <laughs> I, I have the receipt. I look at it, and sure enough, there's the number. So I call, ask about it. They check, and they tell me, "Yes, in fact, we do have the cards. We'll set them aside." All right, I'll be out. So, I. I don't even bother putting my shoes back on. I put my slippers on. I have moccasin-style slippers. So I put those on. I don't take the car out of the garage. I get in the van because we parked the van on the street because I don't want to go through all that work. Go out, pick up the cards, come back home. That adds, right there, doing that added 20 or 30 minutes to my night. I mean, I had one half of a butt cheek on the on the couch. Almost. <laughs> Almost. And when I realized... Uh, I have to go do this. Of course, actually, I wasn't even that close because I was still in the kitchen, but you know what I mean. Mentally, thinking about it, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done, but no. No, I still have more work to do. I still have something to do. I have had it where I've come home from work and I do a lot of work and part-time stuff and I come home and then something's wrong in the house or something needs to be done and I come home and I'll even say, I'm still working. I don't want, you know, I, I, I want to be done. And so, when a moment like what happened Monday night, when I realized the gift cards were out, I say, and I don't know, I didn't say it that night, but I've said it in the past. And you can ask my son, you can ask my wife, if I do this. When I realize I have to leave the house again, I have to go somewhere, I have to go do something. I I say, slowly I turn, and I don't get that from the Three Stooges or from the the. Uh, I Love Lucy show. I don't get that slowly I turn reference in the, in the way that I mean it when I say it. I don't get it from there. I get it from MASH, the TV show MASH. Uh, there was an episode in there where Hawkeye, played by Alan Alda, is not going to sleep. He can't go to sleep. He keeps himself busy. He keeps the war, keeps interrupting with sending more wounded. And it's just when he thinks he's going to get some sleep, more wounded come in. They're trying to get him. You need to get some sleep. He says, no, I've got to do this. i got to keep going. i got to do, you know. And he starts getting a little crazy. And there's a point at which he's about to get in the bed, uh, you know, uh, in his tent. And there's a call for wounded or something. And he just he gets up and he says, slowly I turn. And that's where I pull it from. That's where it comes from. And uh, maybe I've given you something to do, <laughs> to say now. When you find yourself at the... I know you've got to go through that. Everybody's got to have moments like that. Where well, You think you have everything done, but then something else happens. And slowly I turn. Uh, met up with the Minnesota Skeptics uh, this past Thursday. And it's the second Thursday of the month, and that's that's when we meet up. Uh, and uh, I I got there late because, you know, yeah, I just want one night a month. Just just one. One night a month. That's all I ask for. And sometimes that one night a month has something else land on it. I mean, if it's my anniversary, Amy and, Amy and, my, and me, you know, our anniversary, okay, that's happened, that's fine. That's at least a decent reason for not making it. Uh, I haven't missed too many of the skeptics. I think I missed one because I was sick. And the one that happened on our anniversary, Amy and I did show up at some point just to say hello because we were nearby. But um, this last Thursday was parent-teacher conference night. Oh, well this is fine. Hayden's doing just fine in school. Well, his biology class, he could do a little better, but you know, he'll work on it and 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 i don't want to pressure him too much but but his teachers all think he's a really good student and a good kid and he's doing fine so we're very happy very proud of him um just want to see if he can just bring up that biology just a little bit um yeah just a little bit no problem it's no pressure (laughs) i don't i don't hurry him every day um anyway so uh, I finally meet up with the skeptics at uh, just after 8 o'clock and they've gone over so we, 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 we meet up at a deli and then at 5 o'clock and stay there till 8 and then a number of us will head over to this other, another place and hang out there and have something to eat or you know, have another beer or whatever and um, I, that's where I caught up with them and there was about 10 of us uh, once I joined them and, and you know it was great and I was sitting with uh, Stephanie she's the she's uh, she usually shows up she doesn't go to the deli part but she'll show up at the other part, and she's a very interesting woman. Uh, she's a reporter, I think a freelance reporter, and so she's very interesting, and she's very uh, worldly, and she's very adventurous when it comes to food, because she'd talk about food that she'd eat, and she was telling me about steak tartare. So, oh, I love it. When she was when she was a little kid, she would eat steak tartare when she was like eight, and that's that's an adventurous kid, because you know how kids are with food. They don't tend to be very adventurous. Anyway, she we're talking about stuff, and talking about old movies and that, and then she mentions to me, she says, have you have you ever heard of this movie called uh, the, the Senator Was Indiscreet? And I hadn't, hadn't heard of this movie. It's from 1947, and it stars William Powell, who's probably better known as um, The Thin Man. There was The Thin Man series from the 1930s and 40s, and um, uh, where he acted with uh, Myrna Loy. They were uh, husband and wife detective people. They were socialites, uh, drunk all the time, and, uh, and they, they solved crime. And um, so she's mentioning it to me, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a comedy. It's not well-known and all that. So I decided to look it up, and I found it online. And uh, you can, it's not on Netflix. It's not, I don't know if it's at any other service, but I found, in searching for it, I found this very intriguing website, which I'm going to check out. Uh, the website is called freeclassicmovies.com. And it's got it's loaded up with old movies going all the way back to uh, the early 1900s, maybe even the late 1800s. I mean, it goes way back, and, uh, and 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 it had it on there. So I just watched it tonight before the show. Uh, it's it. I thought it was cute, and you know, 1947. It, it's it's a satirical look at uh, politics a little bit anyway and uh, uh however <laughs> it's 1947 uh within the first 10 minutes of that film was uh some really racist depiction of native americans uh it it, it, it see william powell plays this senator it's not the brightest bulb on the tree and um the idea that uh, he might be tapped to to run for president uh, is coming up. And he's he's, he's setting up, a f- uh, his publicity guy is setting him up with a photo op uh, and a film op. You know, so they'll do some, uh, like a newsreel film uh, with some Native Americans. And they all come in there and they're, you know, they... It's just, you, you just watch them, and when they get before the cameras, and they're doing this talking to each other, and, it's, and they're saying how, I mean, it's just really, really bad. And in among these Indians is a fellow named Iron Eyes Cody. Do you guys remember Iron Eyes Cody? Ironized Coat, your younger folks won't remember, but back in the nineteen seventies there were there was a, a public service announcement campaign to get people to not pollute. And they had this this Native American who would be standing by the side of a road or something and a car would drive by and people would throw their trash out on the road and it would land at his feet and splash across his feet and he's dressed, you know, in Native American stereotypical old movie-styled Native American clothes and the camera would look at him and close in on his face and he'd turn to the camera and a tear would be coming down his face. Okay. Uh, well, Iron Eyes Cody is not Native American. He's Italian. He was Italian, so there's that, and uh, it's just, the depiction in the movie, I just was cringing just watching this. They do a little dance, and they do the woo-woo-woo-woo-woo, oh man, (laughs) but it was interesting. But the most interesting bit about that was finding that website. I'll link to it. You can check it out. Use your discretion if you want to watch this stuff. I don't know if, if this is copyright film or what. It's, you know, how do you feel about it? You can watch it. I think you can download stuff, too. But uh, it's up to you uh, how you want to handle it. But uh, it's intriguing. Uh, it's actually, it's uh, it's free dash classic movies.com I'll link to it on the show notes and you can check that out I if you want I, I, I could make the senator was indiscreet uh, a film recommendation you know, it could be my m- movie recommendation for this week okay fine check it out but uh, there's a lot of stuff on there that I want to look at um, there's the 1910 version of uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Done by uh, Thomas Edison. His he had a he had a movie studio for a while, and it's it's like a 12-minute long film, so it's, it's not a huge investment, but it's uh, it's it looks like it's really freaky, uh, especially the monster, the way they depict the monster in there. But uh, yeah, um, experts of old classic horror films will know uh, about what that monster looks like. But anyway, I'll link to it. You can check it out. Uh, I'm gonna head to my break. Yeah, that's a, it's close enough, right? So you're listening to Jimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Jimfit Simmons. I shall return. Boom. Boom.
0: Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z-Talk Radio. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? Hey y'all, this is Tangina. You're gonna give me whiplash looking up there too. I've cleaned many houses. And I don't know what it is that hovers over Dr. Dem's house, but it was strong enough to punch a hole into this world and take his wallet away from him. And I think what we might be dealing with is the beast. Hold on. Did you just say that Dr. Dem doesn't believe in poltergeists, tiny fortune tellers, or the beast? Well, holy sh**. Why didn't somebody tell me? Anyway, Dr. Dim's a skeptic. He'll be right back on Ztalkradio.com. I still think this house is clean. If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it.
1: The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care.
0: You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way.
1: Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated.
0: If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke.
1: But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure.
0: If you run without scissors,
1: it's the least you can do. We're the station that beats all the competition. All the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition.
0: You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. What do you think?
1: and welcome back to oh Oh, I'm back (laughs) didn't hear me for a second Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. <sighs> Sorry about that. Didn't hear me for a second there. It's weird. I see, I wear the headphones, and in the old days when I used to do this live, I could wear the headphones the whole way through, and there's a little delay. There's a tiny bit of a delay between what I say and what I hear in my headphones. And you get used to that, but if that delay starts to get longer, which for some for whatever reason these days and for some time now the delay gets longer as this hour that i record this goes goes on and if i tried to talk with the headphones on i'd be just uh, you know i'd just be way off so um i started talking and i didn't hear myself and it threw me for a second there so that's what happened there okay now maybe i shouldn't say anything about it but i just did what are you gonna do what other podcasts on right now? If you're listening to this as a podcast, there's nothing else on ZTalk at this moment. Of course, if you're listening to ZTalk as this airs, um, anyway, you know I got something in the mail today. You know I am I am a professional artist. Sometimes I do get paid. I have stuff online. Amy put a bunch of stuff up on a website. That you know, some of my artwork that people can buy and hang in their bathroom or whatever, and I guess I sell things once in a while, and a check shows up, and uh, I got a check <laughs> for twenty eight dollars and eighteen cents. Huh? Huh? That's that's that's. I don't know if I get one of these every year, but uh, there you go. Twenty eight dollars and eighteen cents. <laughs> I'm rich. Uh, still make just enough to be an office manager at a janitorial uh, business and to work a couple nights a week for that janitorial service, cleaning buildings and supervising or checking on buildings and to work at a comic book store. I make just that much money being an artist to be able to still do all the rest of that stuff. Anyway, I posted a uh, a cartoon, a, a comic strip, internet comic strip on the uh, on the Facebook the other day and I, I've talked about this this kind of uh, quote-unquote medicine before but it doesn't hurt to revisit these things just to reiterate some points and and uh, and, and it, I thought the cartoon was 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 uh, uh, kind of funny. I will link to it on the show notes, which you can go to dimland.com and click on the blog option. You will find the show notes. I should have them up by the time this is, well, I don't even post this as a podcast until after I've written the show notes. So they'll be up. Okay, I promise. And uh, the cartoon—it's a—it's a, it's a four-panel cartoon. And the first one, there's a there's a there's a father freaking out because his son has gotten into a bottle of pills, and he he yells out, "No, son, those aren't candy!" And then the next uh, next photo, he's carrying his son into the hospital, and he's in and, and the, emer- the 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 medical staff is running out a a gurney and they're looking you know concerned and surprised and he's yelling help my son ate my pills and uh, and the doctor's checking the kid's eyes and and just to see if they're dilated or whatever the doctors are doing when they do that who knows it's magic right no anyway no 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 actual medicine isn't magic what's coming up in this cartoon is. Uh, so the doctor is checking out the son, and she says, what kind of medicine was it? And the, and the dad says, homeopathic. And in the last frame, the medical staff are laughing themselves silly as dad is embarrassed, embarrassed and walking his son away. You see, homeopathic medicine, if prepared properly in the homeopathic method, has nothing in it. It's just water. Uh, and in fact, it's not even water. It's uh, it's whatever the the you know the the sugar pill is. If it's made of sugar, if it's made of some kind of uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> this you know the the chalky kind of stuff, which is just this nothing it's just uh, it's something to carry uh, the 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 active ingredients see I'll explain how a homeopathic remedy is made I could I will link to uh, a a couple videos if I'll try to remember to link to both of them but uh, there's a video where um, homeopathic vodka is being made and homeopathic bleach is being made or well I'll get to that in a moment but what you do is you take some you take a certain amount of water and you you know like you know 100 milliliters of water and you take 1 milliliter of uh uh or you take you get to have 99 milliliters of water and you take 1 milliliter of whatever the chemical whatever the ingredient the active ingredient's going to be in this medicine you're going to make and you take 1 milliliter milliliter of that and you put it into the 99 milliliters of water, and now you've got 100 milliliters there. Then you shake that up, and then you take one milliliter of that solution, put it into a, a 99 milliliters of water, and you drop that in there, you shake that up. And then you take one milliliter of that, and you take it to the next one. And, and each time you do that, that is considered a, 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 a round of dilution, which is called a C. So the, if you do it once, it's one C. If you do it twice, it's two C, three C, and so on. By the time you get to 12C, you've done it 12 times, the chances of there being a molecule of the active ingredient in that solution is almost zero. Almost. You get to 13C, it's just water. And so in the homeopathic uh, vodka thing, they show you how they do it. And they take it through, and then they have people do a taste test of this vodka, and they all take a shot of it, and they say uh, it's water. It's just it's just water. And the the bleach, uh, there's a guy that's doing bleach, and he's got all these shot glasses, and he's doing he makes a, he takes a little bit of uh, of you know of bleach, puts it into a shot glass of water, and it takes a little bit of that out, and does another one, and he does it along, and he gets he, he does it to 30 C, does it 30 times and he gives you the dilution rates and they're astounding and he gets he and so when he gets to 30 he takes that up and it's 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 homeopathic bleach and he he downs it and it's it's just water and in fact he said, you could do this and he grabs the 12c cup of it and he he sends that one down it's it's just water the, 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 there isn't the chances are that there's any bleach in that at 12 times through I, again it's virtually zero and even if it, even if there is a molecule of it that's not going to do anything to you. okay so um, that's why there's nothing in it. I remember some years ago uh, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, their daughter she's uh, what it rumor w- Willis I think it is um, she had attempted suicide. And then I hear on the news that she took homeopathic medicine and I just snickered. well I don't. I'm not snickering at the fact that she's distraught enough to attempt suicide, but I just snickered that, well, you know you could take a hundred bottles of whatever that was and you still aren't gonna you know you're still not going to get uh, you know anything uh, because it's just there's nothing in it if it is produced properly. I was talking about this with the Minnesota skeptics, with uh, with Beth, and she said that there's kind of a, there's like a European style of homeopathy and there's an American style of homeopathy. And homeopathy here in America isn't regulated quite the same way as actual medicine is regulated by the FDA. It's more like a supplement or vitamins. So it's you know it's not it's not quite it's not being regulated for safety as far as uh, you know is it going to kill you? <laughs> well, uh, and or for efficacy, it's not. It's just, it's just. Uh, uh, I, I guess it's. Is it safe enough? I guess that's what they're checking. it. I, I'm not exactly certain. It's kind of a nebulous little area that some Congress people snuck through in in legislation so that so that uh, homeopathic medicines don't have to stand up to the same rig- rigor as actual medicine. You know what they call alternative medicine that works? It's called medicine. So. It's essentially what homeopathic stuff has to do is that it has to uh, rely on magic it's just magic so when I was saying you know if it's not properly done there might be some active ingredient in there because that can happen but uh, it's it's still pretty it's pretty low uh, and it, and sometimes some products will use the just the term homeopathic. Because uh, it, people tend, to, the general public who might not know well enough about what homeopathy is, might just uh, interpret it that as it's, it's herbal medicine or herbal medicine, depending on which side of the Atlantic you are, and it, and it's they, they equate it that way, and they think naturopathy, you know, oh, it's nature stuff, and they think you know homeopathy is this holistic uh, her, herbs and spices medicine that's you know the, yeah, and medicine does lots of medicines do come from plants and, and from herbs and things. Yeah. And it works. They test it if it works and it becomes medicine. Homeopathy has to rely on the water that they do everything in remembering that the active ingredient was in there. Do you really think that's going to happen? And so my when I had a Facebook friend kind of protest this 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 comic strip that I put up um I explained to to her about the, how it's done and I put the homeopathic vodka video in there and I you know I I I said you, there's not there's nothing in it if it's done properly there's nothing in it not a trace you're not going to have anything in it and then the the homeopaths will will have you believe that the water remembers the active ingredient but forgets everything else that was in it I, Travis of the Minnesota Skeptics reminded me that that there is a homeopathic medicine that um, uses it's for it's for insomnia. Here's the other aspect of homeopathy: they believe that the the medicine that you use has to have the opposite effect, uh, you know, in in its full strength, or or regular strength. I I don't even know how you would say it, but if you want to get something, I've used this example before on the show. Um, If you are having trouble sleeping, homeopathic sleeping pills might have caffeine as the active ingredient because they believe the opposite effect will happen when you prepare it properly in the homeopathic way. But there's another kind of sleeping pill made homeopathically, and it's from owl feathers. Which is really even more ridiculous. See, because they, because what they think is the owls are nocturnal animals. So because they stay up at night, if you pre- if you prepare owl feathers in a solution, homeopathically, you'll sleep at night. You see, it's the opposite effect. It's very bizarre, and it's it's hard to believe that people fall for it. But again, as I said, maybe a lot of people think that it just means it's it's. It's it's natural. It's safer. It's uh, uh, it's 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 herbal. You know, maybe they think that's what it is, but it's not. It's just water. It's all it is. So, thinking about that, with the with the homeopathic vodka, actually, following the the principles of uh, of uh, homeopathy, if you I, I guess if you want somebody to be sober, to get sober, uh, or to remain sober, you give them some homeopathic vodka, because the opposite effect. You know, and and really, that would work. And if you know, if you're sober and you're drinking a homeopathic vodka, you're going to remain sober because it's just water. That's all it is. Um, it's, but however, it's not going to sober you up. It's not, it, you know, or, or it might, uh, it might keep you better hydrated if you, you know, if, and maybe your hangover would be less. I mean, if you're drunk, okay, this person, you know, Bill here is drunk. Quick, break out the homeopathic vodka. Start drinking this, Bill, and you'll sober up. Well, over a certain number of hours, he will just, because that's what happens eventually. You stop putting alcohol in your system, you you sober up. So that would happen eventually, and drinking water would make the hangover a little less severe. But that's, I guess, what would happen. And I don't know what homeopathic bleach would do. Uh, bleach is a disinfectant. So I suppose if you want to infect something, use homeopathic bleach, I guess. I, I mean, and if you... It's, if you get bleach in the laundry and it takes the color out of your 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 black pants uh you put the homeopathic bleach in put the black pants back in there will the black come back I, I don't know <laughs> or whatever color your pants are it's it's nothing there's nothing in it so and and people get confused about it don't you get confused about it um it's it's just not it's just silly um Anyway, I'm gonna take another break. I think that's probably a good idea. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. I promise I'll remember that the sound is up and I'll and I won't make that mistake. At least I'll I, I promise I will. I can't guarantee it though. Ooh, I guess I should never promise, because you never you could make a mistake. Anyway, you're listening to Dimland Radio. I'll be back. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ZTalkRadio.com.
0: He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ZTalkRadio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident.
1: Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really, well, I see the top show. What's going on? <laughs> well, I'm not really a doctor. Really, I'm not. It's just a nickname. That's all it is. Uh, okay, um, well, let's see. I should probably uh, move along and do, uh, let's see, look at the schedule on the show. Yeah, I'll move along and do one of these. If I can get this thing to play, (laughs) there we go. Right, right. What the hell? Play there. (laughs) Well-oiled machine. This.
0: It's time for another Dinland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim?
1: Oh boy. As you may recall, I think I've mentioned that I've, I've been watching Mad Men. Uh, that series by AMC came out some time ago. Seven seasons worth. Uh, I'm up to s- almost done with season four. And the other night, Amy and I were uh, we were binge watching. And we just we just thought, uh, we had a movie that we could have watched, but for whatever reason, you know, I thought, well, I'll watch a couple of Mad Men first. And then, and then we just kept watching. And uh, in the series, uh, the main character, Don Draper, he has a daughter named Sally. And Sally's about 10 years old at this point, And she's a little bit of a handful for uh, her mother. Uh, Don and uh, Betty Draper, they're, they're divorced at this point in the series. Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil that for you if you haven't watched it yet. But hey, what are you going to do? And anyway, so Sally's kind of acting out. Kind of, and there's there's things going that's going on in her life, and so, um, it, the the you know Don and Betty decide that maybe it would be good for for Sally to see a child psychiatrist, and she goes to see uh, Doctor Edna, I think her name is, and so as a child psychiatrist, she uses, uh, um, I guess more, uh, it would be gentler forms of of getting kids to talk about what's going on, to kind of, to work that. So we see in there, there's a scene where the two of them, they're sitting on a couch and they're playing Go Fish. Now I'm going to, sorry, I should assume you guys know how to play Go Fish, but just in case, when you play Go Fish, you, I think you deal like seven cards. I think it's seven cards to the two players, right? And then you, the object is, is to pair up the cards in your hand. And as you get a pair, you set that down. And the first person that pairs all their cards wins. And the way you do that is you ask the other person, do you have any of this card? And if they say, if they say yes, if they, if they have one, they give that to you. You pair that and you set it down. And your turn can continue. You can play it where each person just gets one one shot kind of thing or they can keep going you can play it that way either way and uh and then if you ask the person if you have a certain card and they don't they say go fish because you know each person has seven cards the rest of the cards are put down on the table face down and that's called the pond or the lake or whatever where all the fish are so you reach in you pull a card out if that card pairs anything in your hand you can pair it up and set that down but your turn is over if you play play a more cutthroat sort of way, you keep going until you get a pair, and then then you can get a handful of cards, and get farther away from going out. So that's how it's done, right? So, well, the scene's playing. The two of them are sitting on the couch. They're playing. Go fish, and as the camera does changes its 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 positioning. You know the shots switch back and forth. There are times at which you can see the cards in their hands. You can see which what cards they have. If you wanted to, they're not in terrific focus, but I recognize the cards. And me being a pedant, start looking at the cards. I I just I'm uh huh, okay, and I think I've got the the sequence right. Um, Sally asks Dr. Edna. Uh, do you have any sevens? And Doctor Anna says, "Go fish." Doctor Edna asks, "You have any aces?" Nope. Go fish. Sally's got any jacks? Nope. Go fish. Now, in between all this, the doctor is getting Sally to talk about things that are happening at home and opening up about what's what her feelings are. Things that like. she she's working that in while playing cards. Playing Go Fish with the kid. Now I'm watching this and I'm looking at the hands. And Sally asks for a seven. She asks for a seven or a Jack. <laughs> and and the doctor asks for an Ace. I'm pretty sure those are the cards they asked for. And I'm looking at their hands. And I said, I'll, <laughs> I said to Amy, they don't even have the cards in their hand. She's asking for a jack. Why are you asking for a jack? You, you you don't even have a jack in your hand. Don't you know how to play go fish? I mean, Doctor Edna, you're you're a woman in your fifties. You should know how to play go fish. You there's there's you don't have an ace in your hand. <laughs> I said that to my wife, or words to that effect, and she says that's just gross. <laughs> What? Why is it? Gr- Why would you notice that? That's I, I. don't know. I just noticed it. It's like, you know, I think I might be an okay. I, I. don't know if I'd be good at it. I might be a decent continuity person for film or television. And these are the people whose job it is is to notice these things. it's to it, it, you know the continuity person for that show should be looking at the script saying oh the script is calling for these characters to ask for these cards i better make sure if the cards are going to be seen on camera that that they're in the hand because jim is going to be watching (laughs) and he's gonna say hey wait a minute (laughs) Uh, i know Uh, gosh i tell you uh where am i at (laughs) here um all right, enough fun. Uh, I'm gonna. I've talked about this before, and a little different angle on this before, um, and and I, I, whenever I step into the politics and the social kind of stuff, I I have to be a little careful, and I know that most of the time I seem to be, needling the left, and I don't. I don't needle the right as much. And and that's because I'm just one conservative bastard. I'm getting sick and tired of you bleeding-hearted liberals just... No, of course I'm not. I'm not that. You're all pablum puking. If Ten points if you know the reference where that pablum puking comes from. Uh, anyway, it comes from Morton Downey Jr., I think. Or was it George Will? No, not George Will. Uh, Wally George. No, I think it's uh, it's... Yeah... Yeah, it's Martin Downey Jr. Anyway. No, it's not because of that. Although I do have my conservative side. I have, I'm quite liberal in lots of things and I'm a bit conservative on some things and I was a lot more conservative at some point in my age and I was a lot more liberal when I was much younger. And I, it just, I'm just wherever I am right now. I don't know. But what I'm doing is I'm, I'm pointing out what I see, what I think is examples of hypocrisy. And... I see so much, and it comes through Facebook, and I see so much of it through the Facebook that uh, uh, it's and because of the nature of the of my friends on Facebook, they all not that all, but quite a few of them tend to be left leaning, liberal, Democrat, lefties that they tend to be that way. So the stuff they pose tends to have that, that bias. And so I see that far more often than I see the conservative bias. Uh, the right wing bias. I see that far more often. But I try to if I can, you know if I f- see that I, if I see that I need to, uh, should call it out I, t- I try to do that too because I want I want to be fair. I want to catch it on both sides. And as I said, I've, I've talked about this a little bit before. Um, and it has to do with uh, uh, um, what's her name, uh, Melania Trump. And when I talked about this before, it was prompted by uh, a meme that is shared by people on the left. And 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 I and I want to be clear, this isn't everybody on the left. It's there's a, th- a thin slice of the pie that's on the left. That's thin slice of people that see something like this or create something like this and think that that's, you know, they're making great points or something and not realizing they're being a little bit of a hypocrite. Um, I called it out. Uh, the meme was, uh, uh, you know, uh, was uh, demeaning Melania by uh having what it was saying there as though she was saying it it was bad en- broken English so it was sort of knocking her for maybe she's you know, she, her English isn't so good or uh, maybe she's not that smart but and then what she was saying was the you know I met Don- he, Donald's rich so we had sex which wasn't exactly what they said but so that's saying she's a bit of a gold digger and isn't it slut shaming and I had somebody try to explain to me that it wasn't slut shaming but I just I'm not buying it isn't that slut shaming isn't it and isn't that supposed to be wrong? I mean, are, you know, that's, that's where I look to the left and say, aren't you guys the ones that are saying that that's wrong? Aren't you the ones? And so here, again, it's that small slice that doesn't seem to get it. And I like to think that some of the other people on the left would look at that and say, you know, what are you doing? No, 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 you're not helping. You're not helping. But I have a feeling that, that a, a number of them might be looking at it and just saying, yeah, well, I wouldn't post that, but yeah, I do find that funny. You know, we're human, right? Well, I've been seeing other things. Melania Trump uh, was a model. And, you know, she worked as a model. And working as a model. And she's, you know, you will, some models will take pictures where they're nude or semi-nude, or they're wearing bikinis, or they're wearing lingerie. And so these pictures of from her past as being a model are showing up Throughout the the social media, as if to I think what to disc, to slut shame her and then discredit her husband somehow, and I, I you know, it's why I, you know, and I see that happen and it just it bothers me. This is what are you doing? Um, let's let's do a thought experiment. Okay, just 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 do a thought experiment here. Uh, if let's say. Uh, Michelle Obama. Let's say everything about her is exactly the same as it is, is. You know, you know, she, you know, her, all her past, her life, what she is now, and you know, intelligent woman, attractive woman, uh, good mom, good wife. Uh, you know, terrific person as far as I know, as far as I can tell. Uh, glamorous and all—all all those things are exactly the same about her. Except when she was going to law school, she's a lawyer, isn't she? When she was going to law school to help support. You know, pay for tuition or whatever. She worked as a model. And in her past, as a model, she had taken some pictures that might be semi-nude, partially nude, uh, bikini pictures, lingerie pictures. Let's say these are there in the past. And people on the right find these pictures and they put them up as a way to slut-shame her. And discredit her husband. I don't know how that discredits her husband, but but it's it's. I guess that's the part of the reason why they're doing it. You on the left, especially those of you in that small slice that would put up the images of, of Melania, and there, what do you think you're going to be thinking when you see that? What's your reaction going to be? And those of you on the right, remember when you see the other way, oh yeah. You know, you're 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 doing the same thing. You know, it's just like it's well, it's 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 as long as it's against the guy that I can't stand, I guess it's okay. But you should you should hold standards, hold yourself to a standard, hold the other people to the same standard, right? And I and I see that same thing happening or a very similar thing happening, with Leanne Tweeden. Now, she's the woman that brought the allegations uh, against Senator Al Franken. Uh, And then uh, other women have come forward. And she talks about how, you know, on the USO tour, when he badgered her into practicing a kiss that they were going to do on stage, and he went a little too far. And then there's the pictures of him trying to, you know, Pretending to grab her boobs, and and she's sleeping. Some have said she was pretending to sleep. It was a they were goofing, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I just know what I see there, and it does, It looks pretty bad, and I've seen people sharing people in that little slice sharing images of of uh, Tweedon, who was a model. She. Had, there's pictures. she's posed for Maxim magazine. She's posed for Playboy. And they put a, a collage of pictures of her, scantily dressed, topless, and they put those up as if this is somehow... This discredits her because she's going after Al Franken. This is discrediting her. Now, I understand when somebody argues... Look, she's a Fox News contributor, or she's affiliated with Fox News, and, and it appears she's very conservative, so maybe her motives might be a little questioned. But, are we supposed to believe the victim? See? You know, so, <laughs> whenever I've seen that on Facebook, whenever somebody loads that up, uh, those pictures, my, my comment is always a one-word sentence question. So? What does that have to do with any? You know, I'm expanding there, but I just do, right, right so so there's pictures of her like that. So what? You know, it's is that because she's posed for that, she can't be sexually assaulted. That can't happen, you know, because no. Well, the woman, you know, somebody like some other woman had made porn when she was younger. So she can't. So that that negates any possibility of being raped or sexually assaulted or sexually harassed because well, you made porn when you were younger. Well, so what? It's what does that have to do with this? So please everybody before she- you in that small slice step back and look at it and think what am I would I if this was done in my direction if it was done from somebody on the right aiming it at somebody at the left how would I react to that? Step back and think is this what I want to put out there? Just do that for me. Uh, anyway, uh, do I have time? Ooh, yes, I have. I barely have some time. I have three cool things, and they're kind of interrelated. Um, uh, we have a couch. <laughs> we had a couch that we got rid of. Uh, it was getting beat up and terrible and all that. And, but we now have the couch that used to be my in-law's couch. And for the longest time, after we got it out of storage unit, actually not for that long, for a couple of months, it sat out on the porch. And... I said, you know, I I don't think I'm going to be able to put up a Christmas tree this year because last year I figured, ah, I'm going to put the tree out on the porch. The cat won't get at it. It'll look cool. I like putting up the Christmas tree, but I can't do it this year because the couch is out there and some other stuff is out there. I can't do it. Well, I came home from work Monday night, you know, before I had to go back to work, and then to the grocery store, and then shovel a little bit, and then go back to the grocery store. You know, that that saga that I said at the beginning of the show. I got home, and there's Amy sitting on the couch that was on the porch. She got it into the house by herself. Awesome. That's cool. And then, Tuesday night, I came home from work, and she says, come here. I want to show you something. And she takes me out onto the porch, and she's got it all cleared out. She made up an op- opened up plenty of space, and she says, is that going to be enough room for the tree? And I said, yes! And I am, this is number two cool thing, I can put the tree up. And I was so surprised at how excited I was <laughs> to be able to put the tree up. So I'm going to do it this weekend. I'll get the tree going. I'm looking forward to it. I it, It's weird. And I know I'm an atheist. I like Christmas. Don't believe in the whole reason behind it, you know, the mythology behind it, but I still like Christmas. Um, and then number three, cool thing somewhat related to this whole you know moving in the couch and the porch and all that Amy's been going through stuff that we have from her from her parents that's in the house she's just been opening up boxes and bins and going through stuff and figuring out what what we keep and what we get rid of and she found a magazine she found a magazine it is sports illustrated it's may or not may november 4 1991 This is the issue that came out after the Minnesota Twins won their second World Series since you know the franchise started in 1961. Actually, the franchise started a long time ago. They were the Washington Senators and they won one World Series then in 1930s or 20s or something like that. It's a long time ago and then they hadn't won another one and in 1961 they moved from Washington to, uh, to Minnesota, became the Minnesota Twins. They finally won a World Series in 1987 and then they won another one in 1991 and this magazine Sports Illustrated has the twins on the cover celebrating the uh, the uh, the the win. And I read the first paragraph, and I'm going to read it to you. And this is the coolest thing of my week. <clears throat> Here's what uh, what was his name? I think it's Steven... Steve Russian. Uh, Steve Russian. I he's not. I he could be a commie. <laughs> Know he's just right, he can't be a commie, he loves baseball, huh? No, 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 nobody who's a commie loves baseball. Come on, I'm just kidding, they can love baseball, so they're commies, big deal. Uh, Okay, here's what uh, the first paragraph reads as follows The truth is inelastic when it comes to the 88th World Series, it is impossible to stretch. It isn't necessary to appraise the nine days just passed from some distant horizon of historical perspective. Let us call this series what it is now, while its seven games still ring in our ears. The greatest that was ever played. Ha! The greatest that was ever played. And that was, the 19, that was the 88th World Series. By the time it got to the 100th, and I know I've mentioned this in the past, I think it was either uh, ESPN Online or Sports Illustrated Online. I can't remember which one. They ranked the 100th World Series, and guess which one was number one. Yes, the 1991 World Series between the Minnesota Twins and the Atlanta Braves. That was some hell of a series. Well, I hope you've had at least three cool things happen to you this week. <sighs>
0: Good night, Dr.
1: Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, I've come to the end of another show. Thanks for listening. Uh, remember to be skeptical, and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Yeah, I said that right. It sounded weird for a second there. Uh, you've been listening to Dimline Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. And, and this is Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, reminding everybody out there to sleep with the lights off.
0: Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks Thanks for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people.
1: My life, you're clever, Dim. He'd certainly taken me in. What?